I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, everyone. Kevin here. Unfortunately, we were not able to record a new episode of the show this week due to Tom going out of town, kids getting sick, you know, just general life happening. But didn't want to leave you hanging without an episode this week. So I decided to go back into the Patreon vault. Yes, we have a Patreon, if you weren't aware. Patreon.com slash real spoilers. And since everyone's still talking about the Batman, I thought, why not pull an episode of our discussion on Batman, the animated series, one of my personal favorites. It's just great. So this is the type of content that you can expect on the regular if you subscribe to our Patreon for $5 per month. This episode was posted on February 19th, 2020. So enjoy the show, and we'll talk to you next week for another superhero movie, Morbius. Broadcasting from a radioactive bunker deep inside the bracket compound, this is Real Spoilers, a bonus episode. Ooh. That's always nice, you know, you get a little, a little extra. It is, it is. So, of course, uh, if you're listening to this, you are one of our patrons, and we appreciate you so much. Thank you for your support uh, for the show, and, and uh, today, I think we're going to have something really cool. But uh, before we get into that, uh, shameless plugs. Best episodes from Batman 66. <laughs> well, you know what? I would do that podcast. I would not do that podcast. Oh, I love Batman. You don't love Batman I don't. 66? I, I do not have the love for it. Uh, I, I like it. It's fine, but I okay. don't have the love for it. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. before we get into all of our Batmania here, uh, you obviously you know what you're listening to, but uh, we're gonna we always like to pretend like you don't know what it is until we say it. Right. <laughs> Just to keep the suspense up, even though everyone clicked on it and knows what they're listening to. But uh, shameless plugs, of course, don't forget to follow us on all the social media. So we're at Real Spoilers on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. The League of Show Shares, I know there's some people on here that don't do Facebook, which is awesome that you're able to follow us and support us here. Yeah, I don't know but, how you do that. But, but well, well done. Yeah. So, but some people uh, may not know about it. So we say it every week uh, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. And then from there, you can link to the League of Show Shares. That is our facebook group we've got a lot of conversation on there new trailers movie news discussion about the episode of the week so if you are on facebook we'd love for you to join us there so just go ahead and uh, we don't have any of those questionnaires some groups are like answer these questions oh and yeah right, prove, right, right, right. prove to us you are a fan i don't know maybe we're just not big enough but we're like yeah just ask to be a part just, of it and, yeah and well as long as you're not like you know You've been a part of Facebook for more than six months. Right. We'll, uh, we'll add you to the group. <laughs> exactly. The only reason there's that approval thing and you can't join automatically is sometimes you have someone that joined Facebook like that day. And, yeah, right. And, and uh, I don't think you're a real person. Yeah. Their photo is of a, like an Argentinian supermodel. It's and funny. <laughs> I, 
I just finished watching uh, Don't Fuck With Cats. Oh, my gosh. So good. And, it, like, how many, like, what did they call them? Uh, the gal had a name for, like, the an account like that. Oh, like burner accounts that pop yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't watched in a couple months, but was that show not amazing? That was nuts. I told you. I told you and Tom. I said, please, watch Don't Fuck yeah. With Cats. It is so good. It's I mean, crazy. How cra- I mean, not to spoil it for anyone, because you got to watch it, but like, just how crazy is everything that happened in that show? Uh, it's it's <laughs> nuts. And like the mo- <laughs> the way the mom's like, oh, they're bad. They're yeah. bad people for doing that to my, oh, my poor yeah. baby boy. Yeah, forget it. When, That's... when they get to the reveal <laughs> as to like who this other person is. Yeah. And it was like when they, uh, well, that's yeah. a whole different, this is a whole different podcast. I know we should do, we should <laughs> we do should a Patreon because yeah. that shows me. I'll watch it again and do one. Yeah, uh, I would so, absolutely do it again. Uh, anyway, so that's where you can find us on social media. Of course, uh, if you can subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, Spreaker, wherever you get your podcasts, that helps us because subscribing uh, allows those numbers to go up and the podcast climbs the charts, more people can find it, you know, all that good stuff. And also, hey, if you haven't written us a review, go ahead and do that because it also, uh, when people are scrolling through they usually choose reviews to find new podcasts and it's a big help so it is a big help because of uh harley quinn birds of prey fantabulous emancipations whatever you want what what a cluster (laughs) we are here to celebrate the character of harley quinn uh and something that not a lot of people know is that harley quinn was not created in the comic books no she was not she was a creation of uh bruce tim and paul dini on the batman the animated series uh, in an episode called Mad Love. And that's kind of where she, she was just she, – I think she started as the Joker's sidekick. Uh, and then she caught on and they realized they may have found something. Uh, so they spun her into the Joker's girlfriend. And she was a fixture on that sh- – anytime you saw the Joker, uh, Harley was not far behind. Now, before uh, f- uh, fans and and the comic geeks and the Batman animated series stands are yelling and breaking their podcast players, Mad Love was the last episode of the animated series to ever air. Is that right? Yeah, that was the last episode. So she actually made her debut in the seventh aired uh, episode oh. in 1992 called Joker's Favor. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so Mad Love... I didn't realize that. Yeah. Mad Love was the last episode mm-hmm. to air. Yep, and then oh. it also, uh, they made it into a comic book. Uh, they did, that, yeah. You know, and, and later on. But but no, so Harley debuted in Joker's Favor, which is one of my favorites. Batman the Animated Series is such a great series. I, I have said time and time again, the greatest animated show of all time. And I don't know how you feel about it, Joe. Are you... Uh, I mean, I definitely... So, like, you know, I was a kid of the 80s and 90s, so I, I there was a lot of cartoons... Uh, that were watched, but they were, you know, they weren't really telling, um, story. They were telling stories, but they were for kids, well, right? Kid like shows, it was not, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, like He Man wasn't doing anything special. It was just uh, bodybuilder punching skeleton face. You and know, like, uh, it's not- Animaniacs was great, but Animaniacs <laughs> was great, and Looney Tunes was great, right. and like so those those shows were really smart. But there, we had never had a sophisticated batman sophisticated superhero show right like right. you had spider-man you had the x-men you had uh all kinds of you know uh different there was a, the, the ruby spears superman cartoon there's all kinds of superhero cartoons but none of them did what the animated series did it had a completely different look than anything else that was out there uh and they were telling like legitimate batman stories that was for you that weren't 
softballs for kids. Well, the thing that was great about it, and I think the magic behind the show's success, was that they weren't making these shows for kids. Now, kids right. could enjoy right. them. Obviously, we did. I, I would, I would, you know, race home after school to see reruns or watch them on the weekends. Like I remember watching the premiere live in primetime. Yeah, it was on primetime at one uh-huh. point. That, those first two episodes, uh, the Red Claw, I think, were 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 in primetime. See, I watched them on uh, WB. I never WB had yeah. yeah I never was, watched them on their initial airing, and and they moved there pretty quick. They weren't on primetime yeah, too they long. They were on Fox. They were on Fox for a while. Then they moved to the the CW or the WB at the time. So that's that's the magic, though, right? They made an episode. They made this series not for kids, but it was still a kids' character. Kids love Batman, comic books. Oh yeah, no problem there. And they never it never gets vulgar or gratuitous, or it's not like a you know it's not like a TV MA show that we have now. No, not at all. But, but it's definitely maybe TV fourteen or TV seven. I think or some episodes 13. are definitely TV fourteen. But it's not the cursing, and it's not that no, there's violence. No, no, it's just the subject all. matter is, like you said earlier, more sophisticated. It's mm-hmm. it's a more adult subject matter, and that's why adults then and still today, as we do, still appreciate it because there's nothing kitty about the show. It's right. it's got it has great writing, it has a great animation, it has a great score. Uh, you know, fully orchestrated, led by Shirley Walker. Rest in peace. Um, it, Even, uh, uh, I think you can tell also the quality of the shows and the movies have gone down as far as voice acting goes when Andrea Romano left. True. The casting, the great casting director. She was, Andrea. she was great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and, but she, and she, she did all of the movies, um, up until maybe the, like the, the quote unquote new 52 reboot. Yeah. Um, and there's been a serious dip in quality there too. So this show was a pinnacle part of my childhood. And if, if you're a comic book fan, Batman fan, especially you watched this show, you loved it. And we waited for a really, really long time for it to get any kind of home video release. It took, yeah. it took ages for it to finally get a DVD release. And then they came out with a big special DVD box set, which I still have. It had uh, artwork, you know, beautiful Bruce Tim artwork in it, you know, little inserts and the discs looked really cool. And, you know, they, they did it up nice. It was really cool. That was like a hundred and something bucks back then. Uh, and then we waited for a Blu-ray and a digital transfer forever. It seemed like forever. And we finally just got it a few years ago. Uh, yeah, and then they and they put them on the app. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but it's gorgeous. It is this show. The animation holds up so well because they they put so much quality into it. Uh, when they rescanned these into 4K or whatever resolution they used to capture these digitally, it's amazing. All the the color and the detail with the picture. Um, it's it's a gorgeous show. And yeah. the, the other thing I really like about it is they took a lot of inspiration from like those old Fleischer cartoons. Oh, bi- I mean, big time. The, There's the, uh, yeah. the style is very much reflective of those old Superman Fleischer cartoons. They set it in even that same time period, right? Because it's uh, they don't ever say when it takes place, but it has that 40s and 50s aesthetic. It to does. It. Like even it's it's the cars and like the there's just like a an old timey aesthetic to it. Yeah. Um. And I think it's and they 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 carried that over into Superman. Yeah. Uh, they also kind of did that same aesthetic where like the cars don't look modern. 
um, but it has like a modern feel to it. Yeah, that's the other thing about it too. Even though they're because they never put a date on it, it, it never feels dated, and it doesn't feel old timey. And and they definitely do uh, bring in kind of an, an amalgamation of things where it's not like it's all old school. You know, they they just blur the lines. There's no set time period they're stuck in, but that right. classic look and feel is what keeps the show. It's so unique and so great to look at. You love looking at these uh, the old cars, like you mentioned, and the buildings. Um, but and it also has this dark feel to it, which is so different than most kids shows. Because do you know why the show ended up being so dark looking in a good way? Because they did it on black. They did it on yes, black paper. No one else did that. So instead of using white paper to draw on and use as the background, they started with black. And so everything right. has this tone to it, which. The show doesn't have to be dark and gritty necessarily. I mean, it's not like Snyder level dark and gritty Batman, right? But the character of Batman, I feel like, I mean, he, that character alone, Batman, lives in that world, that Gotham. And this show perfectly captures, I think, the Batman aesthetic, or at least the one that I prefer. I love him living in this, um, in this time, wherever it may be. Uh, it's my favorite, it's my favorite version apps by far of batman Does- uh, it's it's hard to dispute that I, I think it is definitely the most accurate representation of batman uh the, the batman universe yeah. so not just the character but like gotham and dick grayson and tim drake and barbara gordon and, and he's a de- commissioner gordon. he's a detective but he's also a martial artist and he's also a socialite and they they play up all that stuff like way before the even the keaton stuff or i'm not sorry the keaton stuff but way before like the christian bale and the the nolan oh, stuff absolutely uh, yeah, yeah, we know sure. when when you're talking about him you know acting like a rich playboy and being a goofball and whatever i mean all that stuff was in this uh, was in this series and it's ju- it's just a really great look i feel like it's so true to the character and if you want to see one of the best batman films ever made it I is going to bring that it up. is a spin-off of this series yes mask of the phantasm yes uh is I mean, it's per- it's perfect. It, it's a perfect movie. If you want, there's, an, there's I, nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah, if you want an hour and a half introduction to who Bruce Wayne is, who Batman is, Gotham City, the world, that movie is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, and it, I mean, it, to see what they could have, what they did with a budget. Oh yeah, you know, like, yeah. and it's it's amazing. It really is. I that it is one of the great movies. If you haven't seen it, uh, and and even if you haven't seen the animated series, you know people listening may not have ever seen the show, which is crazy to us to think about. But I realize that because of when you grew up, or for whatever reason, maybe you didn't like Batman at the time, uh, you may have missed out on this. And it is not just one of the greatest animated superhero shows. I mean, it is one of the best television shows ever made. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy. Like Bruce Tim has gone on obviously to. Um, draw pinup girls. Ba- well, no, so that's 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 prior, <laughs> but still, uh, prior. What do you mean? He it, did after this. He did it, but that yeah. was like he was doing those pinup girls before. Ah, yeah, he did. Gotcha. That. And then I mean, Bruce, Paul Dini uh, was a main. Both of those guys were a main fixture in the DC animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he's even written some brilliant Batman comics. Yeah, and then I think he's working for Marvel now. I think he's like in, I think he's like part of their animation brain trust over there. That sounds familiar. And I think I mean I I wouldn't blame him because I feel like they 
kind of stopped using him for stuff at DC. Which is just the dumbest thing. He wrote some of the best stuff. And I mean, certainly when it comes to the animation, he wrote the best stuff that they've ever had. And yeah, uh, yeah it, it's a shame. If, if people are underutilizing Paul Dini, that's a mistake because he's a huge mistake. He should be out there working and creating your best stuff. So, right. um, but anyway, uh, oh, and he has some great interviews with Kevin Smith. Seek those out. Uh, when he did Fat Man on Batman, I think he did like a three-part series with Paul Dini. It was one of those long ones. And, of course, Batman being one of Kevin Smith's favorite heroes, and he made a whole podcast about Batman. Uh, You know, he he asks some of the questions that the real fans would want to ask and want to know about. So go listen to that if you can find it. Um, I think those old... I don't know if they're behind a paywall now. I know some of his stuff... No, okay. At some point, I think his stuff... They they put those behind a... Went behind a paywall? Yeah, at one point, I believe Smodcast went to Stitcher Premium or something. Oh. So, you know, the old stuff, not the new stuff, but the the back episodes or whatever you want to call them. So anyway, Batman the Animated Series, fantastic series. Uh, Bruce Timm, that style, I I really love his artwork. Yeah, I mean, that that has gone on. um, That was basically the the DC style for, uh, I mean, as long as I can remember. It, it, I mean, it went through Batman, uh, every iteration of Batman, the animated mm-hmm. series, Superman, the animated series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Um, I mean, that was kind of the, the DC style for for animation for years. Yeah, it obviously had a lot of influence on what they were doing there. Uh, it's just it's it's my again, my personal favorite of all the animated stuff. Um, I'm really partial to the uh, Batman, the animated series, as opposed to the adventures of Batman and Robin um, that are that original uh, season the first I don't know 50 60 episodes whatever it was yeah, um, yeah. it's just gorgeous and they they went and simplified it for the second season which is broken up like if you have the DVDs or even on digital I think it's broken up into volume three and four that's the oh, is that's that? the new adventures of Batman and Robin yeah. it still has the same voice cast it still has the same creatives behind it but I think they went to a simpler animation, kind of like how all our animation stuff went to that anime style that they're doing now on the computer. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it just took so much time and money, and it was all there. I mean, it looked amazing, but I don't think they could produce them on that budget anymore. So they went to this kind of simplified, or maybe they thought it was slicker and what the kids wanted, but um, still good. But, you know, the Joker has little beady eyes, and, and it's it's weird, right? Like, Yes. When they transition, it's weird. The characters are... It's, there's a different look to those characters. Yeah. it's They got rid of, like, the, they got... Robin is Tim Drake, so it's a different Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, which when is... they don't talk about Jason Todd, which is weird. Right. It's cool that they can bring uh, in Nightwing, though, for those episodes. They did bring in Nightwing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the Joker's design has, like, those those black beady eyes, yeah. and the, the yellow bat is gone uh, from the chest. So there is, like, a different... Uh, look to the whole thing yeah bruce wayne the the people are are simplified right there's not as much detail to the right. people it's so like bruce wayne gets that it's not like the first one it's hard to say cartoonish He's wearing like a turtleneck yeah but it's hard to say cartoonish because these are cartoons but it the anime the new adventures look almost more like a comic strip or something like that you would see like uh you know yeah. bruce wayne's really broad shoulders and goes he just looks more like a cartoon where the yes. original series it kept their proportions at least like they looked like humans that were being drawn more than cartoon characters if if that makes sense it no it makes complete sense so anyway but 
so back to Harley Quinn. So she actually debuted on this show and became a huge hit. She was supposed to be just, you know, you know how Joker's henchmen or Riddler's henchmen, they come, they go. There's no like, you know, name them. They're, you don't know who their henchmen are. I mean, there's a new one. They are introducing a new girlfriend for the Joker in the comics like in today. Oh, I can't wait to see what Harley thinks of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at some point that's probably going to come up. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so yes. so you don't really up until this point, the, these were disposable characters, but Paul Dini decided to give him a female sidekick, and she became so popular that she was a staple in this animated series, and then would, of course, go on to do comics, movies, you name it. Obviously, now we're at live action. But do you know, Joe, what the inspiration for Harley Quinn was? Uh, no, I don't. So Paul Dini in college, it goes all the way back to his college days. He uh, he went to college with a woman who became an actor, and she was an actor on Days of Our Lives. It's it's who was it? Um, it uh, I watched that show. Well, no, it's it's it is Arlene Sorkin who voiced Harley. He actually is that right? Yeah. So she played a character called Calliope Jones on Days of Our Lives, and she was this okay. goofy kind of ditzy blonde character on this soap opera and Paul Dini was watching the show because he went to college with her. And I guess either he wanted to see her or watched it. You know, I don't know why, but he, he saw her in this one episode where she was a court jester in a dream sequence. And she comes out with white makeup on her face and drawings on her face, the jester's hat, the goofy colorful outfit, not, not the same outfit as animated series, but a jester's goofy, like she had a tutu or something. Um, but he saw Arlene Sorkin play this character, kind of putting on the voice, being a jester, being goofy. And he said, I'm going to create this character and I'm going to have her voice it. So it's, um, that's so funny. right. So it's amazing that the direct inspiration for Harley Quinn is a soap opera character played by the voice, the best voice ever for Harley Quinn. Arlene Sorkin. Uh, I'm I'm partial to Tara Strong. Oh, I but I don't think anyone I, I does it that, that, better than Arlene Sorkin. You don't think uh, Kylie or whatever the hell her name hell is? Hell no. <laughs> Bur- b- whatever. Both the the Big Bang Theory. The whoever plays Bernadette. Oh yeah, on there, they did. They had yeah. They brought her for the in a movie. They bring her in for. Was it Killing Joke? It was. No, she wasn't in Killing Joke. Okay, whatever. Uh, but yeah, she brought. A, they brought her in. For, maybe it was that. That, I don't remember, but it was bad. But to me, Arlene Sorkin will always be Harley. If you listen to any, all the animated series she voiced her, and she did in some of the early animated movies, and it's just that's the first one I ever heard, so I get it. It's kind of like a James Bond, you know, who's your favorite? It's usually who you see first. But I still think to this day she is the best embodiment of what Harley Quinn is, who she is. Uh, and I, I like Tara Strong. I think Tara Strong's great. I think she's my second choice, but... It's just not as good as Sorkin. Uh, but she, yeah, she was the inspiration for this character, which I thought was fascinating. And if you go on YouTube, you can actually type in Harley Quinn Arlene Sorkin. Just type that in, and we'll show you the Days of Our Lives clip. It's pretty funny. Huh. It's funny because, like, I, I was, I think I was laid up with, like, a broken ankle. And uh, I watched that show. And you got hooked. I did. And you're like, I because, gotta find like, out what happens. Well, the gal was pos- like, one of the gals was possessed. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jensen Ackles from Supernatural showed up on the oh show. Oh my gosh! As like one of a brother, a long lost brother of somebody. And <laughs> I was like, it got to the point where I, was, I couldn't believe that I was still watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, so anyway, yeah, go back and find those clips. If you watch it, you may it may uh, you know spring a memory or something. Maybe you saw it at some point. 
Yeah, maybe. But this would have been uh, probably early 90s or like late 80s, right? Because this show uh, debuted in the early 90s. So, you know, when he saw her, I don't know if it was like 1990. You may have not have seen it at that point. But anyway, he brings her in. She does she does this episode and immediately becomes a favorite. People love this Harley Quinn character. No one had ever seen her. The Joker didn't have a sidekick like that. And so she's on board. From here on out, Harley Quinn's going to be in these episodes. And so the first episode aired on September 11th, oddly enough, 1992. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. The seventh episode aired was Joker's favor. Uh, then she's in Almost Got Him the 35th episode in uh, November 10th. That, that may or may not be on my it list. Maybe. Uh, the Laughing yeah. Fish, that was in 93. Harley and Ivy, 93 as well. And The Man Who Killed Batman, uh, the 49th episode aired, was in February of 93. So for the first season, she's in five episodes. And then after that, she gets a comic book. So She does. Well... So she she debuts actually in uh, Batman Adventures number twelve, right? Which was like uh, that's her first appearance officially in comic book form. Which is which uh, is a, which is like a, it was an animated, it was a comic book kind of based on the animated series. Right, it's the same Bruce Tim uh, designs. It's a Batman the animated series comic book. So correct, they, that's the first time she ever shows up in comics. So she did the reverse thing instead of taking a comic book character and making it into a movie like they do now. They found one so popular that they just made up for one episode, and she becomes this this icon and this villain instantly solidified as as a great villain slash henchwoman. Uh, yes. And so in the second season, she does four episodes: uh, Trial, Harlequinade, Harley's Holiday, and Lockup, uh, which she has a small part in. Uh, they interview her. And then in season three, this is when they change to the new animation style. Uh, it's Holiday Nights is the first episode. It's a really good episode. And uh, she kicks that off. Uh, there's an episode called Harley's Holiday, Joker's Millions, and then Mad Love, which is the 24th episode of the new Adventures of Batman and Robin. Um, it's weird because the time gap with this, it shows me, from what I found, January 16th of 1999. I didn't realize it went on that long. Huh. Well, I mean, one of my episodes, I mean, is for sure from like 98. Yeah. No, I, I think that I, what I didn't realize originally is there must have been a gap between the the, um, the animated I think series. That, I, think that, I think they stopped doing the Batman stuff and focused on Superman. Okay. And then they probably went back to the, They went back yeah, to Batman. That makes sense. And that's and then uh, su- they would play those Superman and Batman series back to back. Correct. And it created yeah, yeah. that hour. It was like the Batman Superman hour. But it was really just Superman and the new adventures of Batman and Robin mixed together. Mixed together, correct. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing to see how that character blew up and was so popular. And, of course, today, I mean, now we're getting her in movies, her in her own movie. Uh, She's got her own animated series on the uh, DC Universe app. Um, The character has blown up. But, you know, going back to to the animated series is always fun, not just because I love the show, but it's interesting to see how they evolved her. You know, she was such a different Harley. We touched upon this in our Birds of Prey episode, but... You know, she was just kind of like a lovable goofball assistant to the Joker. She's always fawning over Joker. Um, she's goofy. You know, she always gets caught because she's just silly and 
And uh, Joker always gets caught too. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, that was the whole thing. Is they always they always got, got caught, caught, right? And so yeah. you know, I touched upon that in our last episode. But it's like I loved this series, and Joker was always my favorite. I always loved a Harley episode. But at the end, they did something goofy. Harley screwed it up, or just Batman was that good, and they get put in Arkham. Right? That's what you want Correct. from these yes. episodes. Yes. Um, so I really enjoyed though going back and I watched most of our the Harley episodes just to you know refresh myself on them and. Um, they're they're really fun. I, I I like that dynamic, and um, I'll tell you, I like it a lot more than the like mean, cruel Joker and Harley dynamic they've done. You know, up until they split her off on her own. Um, you know, she's yeah, and I think that's the sorry. I was yeah. writing down. I want to make sure when we talk about our episodes yeah. that I actually have the numbers. Sure. Um the the thing that the movies have done is they have doubled down on the sadistic side of the Joker. Yeah. <clears throat> which is fine. Sure. I think that character deserves to have that. But when you introduce Harley into this equation, um, you, you, you create some problems with Joker's personality where Absolutely. he's not, like, he raped her. He destroyed, he broke her mind. He, you know, he does, he did things to her, uh, that when you see them in animated form, you don't really think about, you know, because the relationship is very different. It's, uh, uh, well, he just doesn't show any interest in her. That's the thing is she, you know, in the animated, this animated series, she follows him around like a puppy dog. She yeah, loves sure, him sure, sure. and he doesn't, he's not romantic with her. He doesn't kiss her. They don't, you know, like they're not, they're not really a couple. He, there is, there is one, I'm trying to think of the episode where she's like prancing around in front of him in like a tiny, she's got like her mask on, but she's, and she's prancing around in front of him while he's trying to draw up a, uh, like a scheme mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Uh, and she's in like a little nighty and it's, it's very Tim Bruce, Tim right. pin up mm-hmm. nighty. But that's kind of the first time I remember seeing uh, that version of Harley, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, but you're right. She is kind of just as she's in love with him. He, he wants, he likes having her around, yeah. <clears throat> but there is no, uh, you know, there's no relationship talk. Well, I think, and this is a good point to segue into the episode that I mentioned earlier, which is uh, Harley and Ivy. It's the 47th episode yeah. aired of the animated series. So I think it was in like the volume two collection, but that episode is very much, I think a setup and inspiration for birds of prey when you go back and watch it because, oh, could because be. Harley true. has left the Joker. Joker throws her out. Sound familiar? Joker yeah. literally tosses Harley out on the street and that's what happens at the beginning of birds of prey and harley has to find self-worth now what's great about harley and ivy is that you have poison ivy there to help her along and ivy to say why do you let this guy treat you like that it's very right and also for this being back in 1993 paul dini wrote this at a time where you know we weren't living in the me too era and we weren't no and 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 women didn't have as many opportunities and hollywood and all that stuff uh and in general and I wrote, what I really like is that Paul Dini knows how to write a strong female character. He does without without being um, woke, heavy handed. Yeah, he's not woke. Yeah, woke. It's not yeah, sure, bad sure, sure. woke, right? I mean, if you right. do it right. But that's the great thing. So when you go back and watch this episode from '93, Ivy is like, "You don't need a man that treats you like that. Why do you fall all over him? Why do you do this stuff? You need to f- be Harley Quinn on your own." And so it's a really, really good episode, but it definitely is inspiration for this movie because Harley goes out on her own. Joker throws her out. She ends up doing her own stuff. And also 
Um, Getting the hyenas, right? Like that's in this episode? I can't remember if that's in that one or not. Joker had the hyenas, I think, okay. avent- originally. Oh, okay. They were his okay. pets. But uh, but what happens in the beginning, though, is they pull off a heist and Harley is underappreciated. She gets a huge diamond and he doesn't appreciate her for doing it. And that's yeah. pretty much in the movie how it starts off was that she did something and helped him and Joker and his goons are all laughing over it. And she's like, hey, what about me? And he's like, get out of here. So, right. so yeah, really fun. Go back and watch that, especially if you've recently seen Birds of Prey. Uh, and I like how they drew inspiration from this. But she goes out on her own and she tries to do her thing. She's, she's friends with Ivy. They go and do their crimes and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, though, they end up in prison, all of them. And uh, Harley Quinn, Joker's like basically like i never want to see you again and harley's like yeah i think we still have a chance she's still <laughs> you know she just refused yeah to she's give still in. infatuated yeah. with him so nothing really changes at the end of the day but it was a really good episode to see harley start to discover that she has self-worth and that she could do stuff without joker and um right really good and and that's kind of where she is in the comics they have um she's had her own comic for a while and they have completely distanced her uh from the joker yeah. like that's not even a thing um anymore i mean she was the leader of a suicide squad at one point and it was just so they have completely turned her uh, you know i i have issues with the the rest of the dc heroes like welcoming her into the after fold. she murdered people after, endlessly right with the, there's yeah. like a whole there's yeah. a whole scene in recent comics where superman has revealed his identity to the world mm-hmm. so that everybody knows that he was that he's clark kent and so like there's a there's a a double page spread of him surrounded by the justice league and who's sitting front and center at the, ta- at the justice league table, of course, uh, but Harley Quinn. And it's just like, <sighs> look, if you want to give her her own book and make her kind of like this Deadpool style right. character, make her an anti, an anti hero, right? Set her up. She has no business and- sitting at the table with the justice, with Batman and Robin yeah. and Superman and wonder woman. It's like, She's a bad guy. These are, like she's murdered. Yeah, people. Justice League. These are infallible characters. Yeah, I mean, right, right. Batman. That would be like <laughs> Doctor Doom sitting at the table with Captain. Yeah, America. because he did some good stuff. Now he's just welcome. Yeah, right. Right. That's the, and that's the thing. That's that's what I mentioned on the show. And what I'll say again here is that I want my heroes and villains separate. You can give them their own stories. And I love the Harley and Ivy episode, but at the end of the day, guess where they end up? They're back in Arkham. Right. They are villains, and you can yeah. you can enjoy a villain story, and you can watch villains, and they can be. Or you could even be like you could walk that line. You know, you could you could be the Punisher, yeah, and still be a hero, but still kind of a villain. True, but you don't get to sit with the Avengers yes, when you're the Punisher. Ex- exactly. So that's the thing that I loved was this episode. She goes out on her own. She does crimes with Ivy and all that. But at the end of the day, she's in jail. And, you know, and at the end of the movie, I don't think I'm spoiling anything. We'll just say at the end of Birds of Prey, she rides off into the sunset because nobody saw it anyway. But, so. but, <laughs> right. But you want they want to make more Harley Quinn movies. They want to make her a good guy. And knowing all the terrible things she's done, whether it's in right. the Suicide Squad universe or the comic book universe, it just doesn't work for me. And w- she she works in a Suicide Squad setting. Well, because yeah, because they're works, right, right, right. I just you know, like yeah. I, I can that works for me. But like having her, but the Suicide Squad know. is all villains, exactly, know, right? So like, exactly. I'm just saying that I don't. It doesn't work for me. Harley just being a hero on her own. I just right. I don't want that because it in this animated series. You've got, you know, you've got Joker, you've got Riddler, you've got uh, Mister Freeze, you've got Poison Ivy, you've got Catwoman, you've got Bane, you got Bane, you, gotta, you know, every, 
every bat, Mad Hatter. Yeah, you've got uh, uh, you've got the Ventriloquist, Victor Zaz. You've got all of the everybody. Yeah, you got Killer Croc. You've got you know, and then you have Harley Quinn. You have you have all these great characters, and I love seeing them and getting their own time in their own episodes. Yeah. But at the end of this episode, I never go. Well, I sure do hope that Riddler reforms and and becomes <laughs> right. the the new Butler to Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure, I'm never like, sure. oh, I just love this character. I hope he should. You know, it's like no, you get to see these characters. They're great villains. They're great at what they do, which is being villains. And then you lock them up at the end, and you restart. And then you you, you move on to the next. You day. don't kill them off, <laughs> right? Right. You don't. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You don't. Yeah, you right, don't right, kill right. them off. You keep them alive so there can be a new episode about them, and you don't make them a hero. You, you, I don't. Where did that killing them off thing come from? I don't Batman understand. Eighty nine, the first. I know, <laughs> but you know, like, so I can, like, eighty nine's Batman. I can forgive because maybe the sequels weren't they a thing. Never in a million years. Thought, they never thought they'd bring. When, back. Where Where are you going to bring the Joker back when you're making a bet? Like, yeah, I right, I right. So I can I can accept that one. Yeah. But it's but you know even in the Marvel stuff where I'm just like, why are you killing? What are you doing? Don't kill. Your villains, like you, you may need them to come back, and they kind of did that with the Red Skull and Baron Zemo, where like those characters are still floating around. They did it with Heath Ledger but, Joker. What do you mean? Even Nolan kept him alive. Oh, oh sure. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, right, right, they, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, he's not alive. Well, but, they did. I didn't say they did with Heath Ledger. Unfortunately, I mean that's right. of course tragic. But the thing, the smart thing to do. Here, okay, I'm glad. Yeah. Hey, real quick, has an actor has has anybody ever won an Academy Award? Two different actors, same character? I don't think so. I didn't think so either. Like, I couldn't think of a character that would get, that would, you know, be, uh... That would be really hard to do. That would be really, really hard to do. To be, to end up playing the same character in a different movie and both be the caliber to win the best award of the year, you know, the best acting. Um, Well, he, he didn't win best actor, did he? Oh, I'm sorry. Supporting actor. Heath Ledger oh, so still, they haven't won the same award. You're right. One's best actor. Oh, one's I guess supporting. that's true. But has any character won an Oscar? Won, the, yeah. won an Oscar. Not saying either. You know, either one. Yeah. I don't. Still rare. I don't think so. I'm not saying this is why we need. <laughs> no, I I don't think so either. It's still rare. Obviously, the separating the two doesn't make it like oh well, pff, best actor. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I, I mean, know. It's yeah. still a freaking Oscar, and you had to beat everyone right. else for the year. No, so. I think that is amazing. That's that's an incredible accomplishment. And yeah. uh, but you don't see Christopher Reeve and Henry Henry Cavill getting an Oscar for uh, right, right. It's or Christian Bale and Michael Keaton. Right. Well, Robert Pattinson though. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he'll win an Oscar. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he's he's gonna have to turn in something right? <laughs> if he's if he's gonna be nominated for an Oscar. I hope so. You know, I you know, I love I love uh, Batman, and I think he's a great actor. So hey, I'm pulling for him. Yeah. Why not? So yeah, the. Just give me the suit, right? I know it'll be exciting. With I know it exists. God damn it! Well, and I heard it's going to be like a more of a gray and blue type suit. Cool. If he doesn't have eye lenses, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> He's got to have. <laughs> give me the goddamn white lenses. Oh, that would be cool. Uh, have them like be little computer screens where he can, I don't know, like run DMV photos. And just, shit. just give us a good one. Just whatever it is. Just make it good. Here's please. the thing: is every Batman suit has been good. That's true. There's never been a bad. You Batman. like bat nipples? A, I mean, okay, that's weird. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but but overall, they've been pretty good. Even even the the Christian Bale ones were good. The Affleck's that that last Affleck one in Justice League is not. You know good. what? I think the Christian Bale ones are my least favorite. 
I don't like the Dark Knight suit. I do like the Begin suit. But like even in Rises, I just I get that I get what they're doing because the ground the the grounded feel that Nolan was going for. Hey, we want you to turn your neck and all that stuff. I totally get it. But just the way the cow is detached and it, it just like it's round. Like yeah. I don't want him yeah. to have a round. Yeah. Uh, softball head it just i don't like the affleck suit where it looks like he covers up his chin uh uh i don't know that suit like goes up his neck like all up his neck and like almost over See, his chin. i think it's almost like the new 52 suit i don't like i it. think affleck is one of the most intimidating batmans of all time i don't have a he problem is with that suit. huge i think the suit that that gray the uh dark knight uh inspired frank it's miller-esque dark. stuff yeah, like yeah i think that's great but it's it's fine. So yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm I'm partial to the first Batman Keaton. Oh, suit. I I hear you. I, I, that will always yeah. be my favorite. It's it's. You know, there was a pitch for somebody to do the Batman three script as a comic. Uh, they were going to do heard, that as, as a comic. I book. did hear yeah. that floating around, but yes. it'd be interesting. Anyway, go so ahead. yeah, so back to this one. Uh, Harley is introduced. She becomes a huge uh character. Uh, and from here on out, I mean, like we already mentioned, she got her own comic books. Uh, she got the uh, show. Oh, she first appeared in actual Batman canon in October of 1999 in Batman Harley Quinn, which was a part of the No Man's Land crossover. In the DCU, proper. yeah, in, in the actual canon yeah. of Batman. <clears throat> so yes. if you you people have probably seen this iconic cover of this issue it's the one where joker's in a suit and harley's in her jester outfit kind of hanging off of him yeah. it's alex ross so of course it looks amazing yes. yep um, but that was written by paul dini as well for her first appearance it was. um she gets a series she gets a harley quinn series uh from 2001 to 2003 then she uh becomes a part of birds of prey in 2007 uh and then in 2009 to 2011 she's part of gotham city sirens also written yep. by paul dini paul dini and, and gilliam march i think was the artist on that and this is what frustrated me about this new movie so it was that it was supposed to be a gotham city sirens movie yes yes that's what it should have been and so i think if you're gonna have harley go out on quote-unquote her own or make your first harley quinn movie i would have loved to have seen her team up with catwoman and poison ivy i think that's i mean to i maybe you swap out catwoman yeah i mean we know that uh, Zoe Kravitz is kind of doing that, yeah. and not kind of. She's doing that in the new movie. Yeah. She, I mean, but you I mean you could swap out Ivy for Huntress or for Black Canary. Yeah. Well, I you well, know, you know, and I was going to say that. Uh, oh, that. Um, not Ivy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Catwoman. That uh, Journey Smollett would have been awesome as Catwoman. She'd been really oh, good. I don't get me wrong. Yeah. I am Black Canary is one of my favorite characters. Um, so I was happy to see her on yeah. screen, but you ain't lying. Yeah. She would have been great as Selena oh, yeah. Kyle. She's so kick-ass in that movie. I, I think that in that role would have been awesome. I'm excited for Zoe Kravitz. I just, I, I sure. really wanted that Sirens movie, but they decided to delay that. And I mean, I'm sure Paul Dini was like, God right. <laughs> and I know, I mean, who knows what will happen in the future now, but they decided to delay that one and they made it a birds of prey movie. The problem is, is Harley isn't in the birds of prey. No, so Barbara Gordon, is. right? And and there's no Gordon or any other Bat family in that movie. So you made a big problem. But so you made a Birds of Prey movie without with with Harley Quinn making it her movie. She's not in the Birds of Prey. You don't even have all the people from Birds of Prey, and right. you get the Birds of Prey at the end of the movie. It's like uh, what? Oh, it's like that stupid uh, Russell Crowe Robin Hood movie. 
Do you remember? Oh, do you sure, remember sure, how sure. that went yes, down? Yes, yes. Where he's ro- he picks up the bow yes, and arrow at the very he's, end. He's, he's Robin. Of yes, exactly. He's Robin yeah. of Loxley the entire time, and at the end he picks up a bow and arrow, and I think he's like, "I am Robin Hood" or whatever. I am Robin. So Hood. Oh, they did one of those right. with it. At least Taron Edgerton had a bow and arrow the entire time. <laughs> well, that's maybe one of the only positive things I can say about <laughs> yeah. that movie. I'm telling you that's your that that guy could be your Wolverine. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. They've already got. I mean, they got rid of Wyatt Russell, so oh, that's not good. Uh, thank you. No way. Get out of here. What? He's the yeah. He's Jack. He's uh, the U.S. agent. I know. I, on, uh, I don't want. I don't want him to be Wolverine though. You're fancy. I don't know. His dad was what it was like, Wolverine. <laughs> lady. So it, it's not an inherited role, unfortunately, Joe. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> so so she did the Gotham City Sirens series from '09 to '11, uh, and then the new '52 came out. So that was a whole reboot yeah. of the character. She's a part of the Suicide Squad. They give her the movie look. She's got like the pigtails and the daddy's little monster shirt they give her the the whole movie reboot treatment. right and so that's when 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 new 52 happened that's when you really got the harley that's the anti-hero they realize how popular right. that character is and so all of her comics since then have been the you know the bad guy who maybe her motivations aren't the greatest but she's dead she they, they turned her into dead yeah she still has a heart to her where she'll you know, save yeah. people, and maybe sometimes it's begrudgingly she doesn't want to do it, but she has that conscience, which uh, you know the Harley previously did not. I mean, she was just a bad guy. Did not, yeah, just a bad guy. Yeah. So yeah, and and that's kind of where we are today. So now, of course, we've got these live action films. We still have her showing up in comics and the animated series type stuff. Harley's got her own TV show. So Harley Quinn from all those many years ago in 1992 i mean that's where it all started so that's a long that's a good yeah, run and and uh yep. it all happened because of this animated series so really cool yep. trivia and and to find out where she came from so now joe i want to ask you and share with you my favorite uh batman the animated series episodes and i i figured okay. we can kind of go back and forth and uh i i anticipated some crossover so i actually chose 10 episodes just i i picked up a couple of episodes you, just in perfect case. Yeah. and you know we don't have to go super in depth about them but we can just talk about why we like them why we think they're one of the best um so first of all can we can we both agree right now yeah. just to take heart of ice off the table oh uh, well i mean i do have backups <laughs> I do as well. So we, every, everybody, if you've if you've seen this, you know this is the one that put this animated series above everything else. It's the first appearance of um, Mr. Freeze, and it's the whole gives you Freeze's whole background as to why he's doing what he's doing, uh, and it is a tour de force in animation and storytelling. It's it's almost this will always on every single list. This will be in the top. Five, oh, absolutely! If not the top, three. yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a two part episode. It's incredible. Uh, again, it, I think it's season one, episode three and four. Okay, I can't. I I didn't feel like it was that early on. I feel like it was in the back half, but um, I didn't. I I was looking it up and it listed it as season Batman the animated series season one episode three. Okay, interesting. And you know so. what's weird about that though is like um, they produced those episodes really strangely and then aired them they at did. different times. Yes, and then of course there were reruns. So it's really hard to pin down sometimes what that means. And then if you have them on digital, they go into four volumes. They're even weird. But then they're all mixed around. So yeah, it's it's a very strange thing. But either way, putting them on Plex was not easy. Let me tell you that. <laughs> right. I'm so glad I started copying my DVDs to files so I could watch them. And then that digital yeah. came out, and I'm like, oh thank God, I don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> anymore <laughs> and they look better and anyway they do look 
so better, yeah. but that episode gives you that backstory and i can't remember no you're the comic guy you'll have to mis- yeah. uh, correct me if i'm mistaken but is is this the first time we get the whole nora freeze like his- i don't think okay. so i feel like that's always been his motivation as, as long as i can but remember like in 66 I mean, he's just a goofy that- villain you sure. know what I mean? Like, I don't, was he on the was he on the episode? He was in Which the oh, later uh, episodes. Yeah, he, they didn't do the Two Face episode. There was a Two Face episode that was oh. written for the animated or for sixty six, and they never did it. And then they actually produced it as a co- uh, as a comic book, and then as an animated movie. Okay, but yeah, definitely. I mean, I do remember from sixty six, uh, Mister Freeze. But I think he was just yeah, a sure. your you know villain of the week. Uh, you know, what's his catch? Oh, he freezes stuff, Mister Freeze. Right. And so I don't remember, but my introduction, at least to to Mister Freeze, I didn't know what his story was until I saw the animated series, and that it's oh, he's this way to you know try to save his wife's life, and and right, he froze his wife because she's got some rare form of rare disease and he's been trying to cure the disease ever since this is actually unfortunately a big part of the plot in batman robin oh yeah true that that this is freeze's main goal and uh alfred gets the same disease all of a sudden somehow i I mean to to be fair though at least they're being true in that movie to the character's backstory right and they're You've got Arnold Schwarzenegger doing ice puns, but you hey, know, there you go. That's hey, you know, but we'll get into that another time. I still have my opinions <laughs> on those movies. So yeah, great episode, absolutely. So we'll just put that as a combined. We'll take that one. That one. That one gets yeah. a pass. That's a. That's a. That's okay. A so I'll let you go sure. first. You hit me with what. You one do. of my absolute favorite episodes of all time, and I don't necessarily have these as like one, two, three, but they're in my top episodes. Perchance sure, sure. to dream. Oh, that's on my list. I'll take it. It has off. to be because yeah. perchance to dream. Batman, Bruce Wayne, well, Bruce Wayne isn't Batman. Season season one, episode 26. Okay, thank you. He, he wakes up, and his parents are there. And yeah. he's talking. He's got a girlfriend, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got a whole, I think yeah. he's engaged. But his parents are there. That's and, and if you've seen these episodes, and you've seen how Kevin Conroy, I mean, we haven't even mentioned the name of the Batman, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, he is, he is the Batman. That's yeah, true. Is always has been and always will be Batman. That voice is iconic. There's no one else. I mean, when you read the comics, I think of his voice, just like Mark Hamill's Joker, iconic. So if you know from these episodes and how touching they can be and the heart that they put into them and Bruce Wayne talking about his parents and seeing a picture of his parents and you know how much, you know, how oh, much yeah. parent, the, his parents are the reason he's back. Exactly. It's the whole catalyst yeah. to this thing. And of course he misses them dearly and he's very upset by what happened and all that good stuff. So when you see him get to say like dad and, and I mean right. the emotion that Conroy puts into the lines and the confusion and also the um, just the joy and the amazement of him getting to see his parents when he has to fight Batman at the end yeah and so but he's like yeah. he's like pulling books and the bookshelf the isn't words are all jumbled but, but yeah. it's like the the bookshelf is an opening there's no bat pole uh oh you know right, he right, asks right, Alfred right. he's like where's the suit or, or something like that and Alfred's like, like are what, you, yeah he's like are you are you okay <laughs> and so <laughs> he's of course in his normal Batman mind and so he's freaked out like there is no Batman the parents are here what is going on and so he right. goes through this whole episode and I don't know if I necessarily want to spoil it for people because I think a lot of people listening may not have seen all these episodes but he eventually yeah, it's a great he eventually one. finds out why he, his parents are alive and all this stuff and then Batman shows up so right. Bruce Wayne is walking around and sees Batman and he has to fight him. Like you said, it is such right. a good episode. It's, it's very reminiscent of the, the, the Alan Moore, Dave Gibbons 
story about Superman for the man who has everything and where Superman wakes up on Krypton. His his parents are alive. He's got a wife and a son and everything. But, you know, there's a reason. Yeah. That we're here. But to piggyback off that one, I actually one of my favorites is from the new Batman Adventures season one, episode 11, Over the Edge. Over the which is a which is a very similar episode. But in this one, Batgirl dies and lands on Commissioner Gordon's car. Commissioner Gordon takes her mask off. Obviously, it's Barbara. And he turns on Batman and Batman becomes a fugitive and Batman's on the run uh, from the GCPD. And Gordon is like a man possessed to they figure out who Batman is. And they, he starts tearing it apart. That's a good one. And it is it is a great, you know, they've arrested Dick Grayson. They've arrested Nightwing. Like, it, Batman's world is yeah. falling apart. Kind of like, uh, perchance a dream, there's a, there's, a, there's a reason this is happening, and I don't want to give that yeah. away. But, yeah, that's, I actually picked both of those back-to-back because I thought they were very similar episodes. Yeah, no, that's great. I had forgotten about that one. And, again, I don't watch the New Adventures as much as the animated series. New Adventures is really good. It's good. It's solid. I mean, I love them all. I mean, really, I just, I'm so, um, I don't know, I'm so in love with that original animation style that I seem to go back and rewatch those more. But, I mean, Katie and me and Ryan, I mean, we've gone through and watched this series over and over. We love watching these episodes. Um, that is a really good one. I'm going to have to add that to my list to rewatch. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, I I think the reason why we love these episodes, in particular these two, is I'm fascinated by the psychology behind Batman and Bruce Wayne and his thinking. Whenever they dive deep into... I like watching Batman lose. Well, yeah, that's that's an interesting point too. Because it doesn't happen often. Sure, but I mean, if you if you, know? you think of that psychology, and he has to figure out what's going on, and then you get someone like Commissioner Gordon, who now is struggling between his friend, someone that who who has helped him and and captured right. these villains and cleaned up the streets and worked alongside. But him. Now he's gotten his daughter. Yeah, but yeah, but now what'd you get my yeah. daughter into? And and right. th- that kind of psychology of what would a grieving father do in that case? And um, I I things that explore that that rather than like hey a bad guy planted a bomb punch punch yeah, kick, sure, kick. Sure. okay that was cool but there's it, it may be entertaining but there's not as much to chew on there and these episodes provide so much context into their mind and 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 their struggles like even right, a superhero right, right. or a police commissioner can go through well that's what i think none of the movies or tv show other tv shows since have been able to capture yeah. is that and do it correct, do it well. I, obviously, I think the Nolan stuff has a pretty good penchant for why he does what he does. But there's just a different level of understanding of Batman and the Batman world that Bruce Tim and Paul Dini and Alan Burkett had that I don't think anybody else has gotten. That's since. why these guys should be consulting on every project. I totally agree. Again, maybe not maybe not all the projects, but definitely uh, Batman. No, no, that's what I'm sorry. Every Batman project. That's what I that's oh, what I sure, mean. Yeah, these yes, guys yes, understand yeah. Batman. This animated series captured everything about the Dark Knight, about Bruce Wayne, what kind of person he is, what he would do, what he wouldn't do, and everything down to the villains and the, just the scenery and it, it all matches the uh, tone of Batman and they really got the character right. So I wholeheartedly yeah. agree. They, they really should get a chance to do more with the character because they've, and Paul Dini actually understands Superman. Yeah. Like Paul Dini, he was part of he, Alan Burkett and Bruce Tim. They were all part of Superman, the animated right. series and justice. Yeah. League. So it's like, they get it. They know what they're doing. Stop putting them on the back. Right. And bring those guys. I know. In. And stop trying to make these new crummy versions that just don't capture the character properly. I, I don't know what, right, I don't know why right. they keep trying to, 
instead of going to what with what works, they keep making these new animated films, for instance, where, yeah, there's been a couple good ones recently, but a lot of them have been misses and they just don't seem, Big they misses. just don't seem to capture whether it is not the right voice actor or it's just not, it doesn't seem like what the character would do or, you know, they just have weird, they just feel weird a lot of times. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, these guys know what they're doing. Okay. So let's go to my next on the list and we're going to yeah. get a Joker centric episode. And I actually already mentioned it earlier. It is the first appearance of Harley Quinn in Joker's favor. Okay. I- I love this episode. So the episode starts off with this guy who's having the worst day. He's just, he's stuck in traffic and he didn't get the promotion at work. People are cutting. You know what? That's not what I thought this episode was. You're thinking it was, you thought it was the mayor one when he's at the birthday party. I I love that episode too. And I can't think of what it's called, but I do get those confused sometimes. But okay. So this one is about the, Charlie, the guy that's driving on the highway. And so after he's had the worst day, he gets cut off by a station wagon and he decides this is his moment. I'm not going to be trampled on or walked on anymore. I'm going to give it to this guy, you know, let him, let him have what, what is or whatever. So, so he speeds up and he pulls up to the station wagon that cut him off and he starts basically like, you know, road rage. He starts motherfucking. I mean, yeah, he's cursing, (laughs) he's cursing him out. He's waving his arm and everything. Why you, you blah, blah, blah. Uh, And and all of a sudden from out of the shadow, you see the Joker grinning at him and he turns his fist into a, uh, an open hand and waves at him and he speeds off. And the Joker tails him and he follows him everywhere yeah. he goes. And every time he changes yep. lanes, the Joker gets behind him. It's it's such a creepy, like sinister, like the Joker's always smiling, but he's uh-huh. doing his Joker thing. That's a great, great yeah. episode. And he eventually catches up with him. Uh, and this guy's like running through the woods. He crashes his car trying to get away from him. And Joker catches up and he says, give me your wallet. He takes down his name, his address. And he says, I'm going to call you someday and I'm going to ask you a favor. And so that's such an ominous yep. thing of the like, you know, you owe me a favor. You don't know when or where, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to call and you have to honor this. Like, that's what the Joker demanded for what he did. And so they flash forward three years later and he's changed his identity. He's moved his family. And of course, he gets yep. a phone call and he gets a phone it's call the, from Joker. the Joker. So yep. you, later on the episode, you find out what it is the favor is that he's asking for. Harley Quinn is there, of course, as as uh, the sidekick, uh, you know, and I. I like a lot of Joker episodes. I think because it's the first appearance of Harley, I give it some bonus points. And I also sure, like sure. the ominous idea of that whole, you owe me a favor thing, but you don't know what it is. Right. And I also like the humor in it too, because when you find out what the favor is, it's pretty ridiculous, <laughs> but, but yes. who, what better than that for the Joker to be sadistic and crazy and, and follow you and ask for a favor three years later. And then it have, have it be a joke. Like exactly. I, it's great. Messing with it, messing with the guy. The yeah, entire so time. I feel like it captures the yeah. Joker. It, it, uh, it captures that character. It's fun. It's funny to watch. Um, and yeah, and then you get to see Harley for the first time. So that would be one right. of my definite top five. Okay, it's a good one. Um, so going off of the well, there's two of them, two episodes kind of back to back that I think work really well together. Okay. Uh, Batman the Animated Series season one, episode fifty one and episode fifty three. Okay is actually titled Robin's Reckoning. Yep, it's on my list. Uh, which, is, which is the the origin of Robin, uh, the Dick Grayson. Love Robin. it, yep. Because that's, and, and that's, um, that's when he's Nightwing, right? Because no. isn't he telling the flashback? 
No. That's not the one where he tells the flashback of how they got. There's two. There's nine. So he's he's Robin. This is just a, it's a Robin story where he becomes Robin and he figures out, he's working the case where he figures out who killed his parents and why his parents. Okay. No. And and that's, that is, I remember that. And I love that one. For some reason, I thought it's the one where he's telling Tim Drake. why He's that is, that is. Okay. Okay. Continue on. Sorry. Yes. Uh, And it's, I mean, it's basically, I mean, it's just uh, Robin Dick Grayson is, probably top three of my all of dc characters i love uh nightwing that was uh one of the first books i remember picking up on the on the reg at the comic shop uh so anytime and he wouldn't show up all the time on the animated series but when he did like those were the episodes that always stood out so when we get this story of he understands why batman won't cross that line and batman kind of tries to talk him out of it but also kind of like you got to figure this out for yourself yeah like I can't, I can't hold your hand and tell you not to kill, uh, Zuko. you know, Tony Zuko. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that is, that is a great two. It's weird that it's not back to back. There's an episode in between there and I don't know what that is, but it's episode 51 and 53, uh, of season one of Batman, the animated, but, you know, and it's a fantastic, there episode. may have been some weird production, uh, maybe, you know, or, or they wanted you to watch more and leave you. I, I don't know. The episodes are so strange, but of course, when you watch them on digital or DVD, they they're back to back. So that's how you're going to watch right. them is part right, one and part right, right. two. But yeah, no, that's great. I love that when they, you, you see how Robin became Robin and, and like you mentioned and how he's different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's not Bruce. No, that's like, he's not. Yeah. That struggle yeah. he has because Right. What is a person to do when you know who murdered your parents, right? How does someone Well also there's there's a darkness in Batman that is not in Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Like Dick Grayson Batman is Batman because he has to be. Dick Grayson is Robin because he loves it. Yeah. He loves to be Robin. There's a great there's a really good when Bat when Bruce Wayne died in the comics mm-hmm. and Dick Grayson took over as Batman, there was a I think Judd Winnick and Mark Bagley did an issue where he was just getting out there as as Batman, and there's a his his Joker, Dick Grayson's Joker, is Two Face, mm. um, and he he sees Batman on TV. T- Harvey Dent does, and he's like, "That's not him." And everybody's like, "What do you mean? Of course it's Batman." He was like, "He never would have allowed himself to be seen on TV," and he's smiling, hmm. like that never happened. Batman never smiled. Interesting. That's, that's the, he said that's the yeah. kid, huh? So it was just like there's a there's just a different. Uh, when he's Batman or when he's in that role, there's just a different vibe to yeah. him. And I think that's the vibe that I like. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I love that episode because it, it, it was that first intro for people that didn't grow up with reading the comics or necessarily, you know, watching any of the previous stuff. You know, it, it gives you that backstory, which is, I mean, yeah. it's, it's interesting to learn about. But also, as you said, finding out who dick grayson is as a person and how he wants revenge and and having that uh you know father figure of of bruce and batman trying to teach him to do the right thing and how killing zuko isn't going to bring your parents back you know it isn't going to make you feel better and you know bruce has it's gonna make you feel worse bruce who else better to say that than bruce who's dealt with right um do you in this episode get the flashback to what happened with joe chill or is that another one I can't remember. Um, I don't know. Tells Robin like when he's trying to make him understand, um, because there is an episode where that's a good where question. Bruce goes sure. back and he finds Joe Chill, and that's another great episode. Yeah, I don't know. But, I don't think okay. so. I think this one's all kind of based in based around sure. Robin. Well, great choice. Um, that's funny because so I have that down, but 
and I do love it. I think I know which one you've got. Yeah, I I love yeah. that one where you find out why did Dick Grayson go out on his own and and yeah, because he had sex with Batgirl. <laughs> oh, you're never gonna let that one go. It's in the comics. It, it exists. Uh-huh. So anyway, okay, good choice. Uh, so Thank I you. will take that off my list, and I will go to definitely one of my top five episodes here. Uh, and and I think a lot of people will agree. The man who killed Batman. Uh, yeah, not on my list, but also as an amazing choice. So I watched this one last night again, and this it's the little guy, right? Yes, it's yeah. so good. It's um, I can't remember whoever the crime boss was. It's not like Falcone. It's whoever in the animated Sal series. Maroney? Maroni, that sounds right. Maybe. Okay. So this guy is like some random henchman lieutenant in the mob. He's he's a nobody, right? Sure. And so he basically accidentally, because he's just a klutz, and he accidentally stumbles into what appears to be killing Batman. And so it's all about this guy and his bad luck and and trying to figure out like what happened here like how could i have killed batman and you follow him around and and uh it's it's really it's really good in the fact that batman isn't in most of the episode because he's supposed to be dead i mean not to give too much away but you know (laughs) it it is it is batman in a series called batman so batman's probably not dead i think most people could pick up on it but yeah it's just a really interesting episode and the fact that batman isn't in most of it and it's such a good episode i think speaks wonders to the writing because these guys these writers that that worked on this show were so good at what they did and you get joker you get two-face you get a like joker throws an impromptu funeral because joker realizes as he does in a lot of these movies and comics like he wouldn't exist if it weren't for batman they keep each other going and so i'm trying to think of who the voice i think matt fewer is the voice of that guy the guy max hedrome and he was the the dad yeah. that gets bit by the, the zombie in uh, uh, Zack Snyder's remake of Dawn of the Dead. Oh, that's funny. He, you I, think he was the voice? I of the think little... he's the voice of the little guy. I think so. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, it, it's an it's a it's a really good episode, a really well written episode, and it's so entertaining without seeing the main character of the series, which I got to give it huge you see props. A cow? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I won't spoil it where it goes down to. But yeah, Joker uh, is mad at him because he yes. killed Batman. Even Correct. though Joker, because he's one of those like, if anyone's going to kill him, I it's will. Gonna you be know, me. and and uh, yeah, so he is mad that he took him away. And you see other villains. So you see other characters that you know. Uh, you see Commissioner Gordon and Bullock finding out that Batman's dead. You see what the reaction is with all these characters that are part of the Bat universe, but you don't see Batman or Robin really in the episode. And so it's interesting to see how people would react if he were to actually die. Right. Um, and in the end, it's really funny. And what ends up happening to this little guy uh, again, I don't even remember what his name was, but whatever. Happened, guy. Yeah. The little guy. Uh, it's just funny to see uh, Sydney. Sydney's his name. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But he's just like this bumbling henchman that, that stumbled into what the, and these people think he's like an amazing crime boss. Sure. Because, yeah. He's like sitting at the head of the table. Yeah. Cause and, he killed yeah, Batman. Right, yeah. Right, right. Fun episode. Uh, so to, to piggyback off my last episode, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to go with the new Batman adventures season two, episode five, old wounds. That's this what it is. is. The one where, yeah, Dick Grayson tell is telling Tim Drake the story about why he quit. Yeah, and as soon as you said, as soon as you said that title, I knew yeah. exactly what that was. And it yeah. is that is probably one of my favorite Batman episodes of all time because I love it when Batman when Dick Grayson takes no shit off of Bruce mm-hmm. yeah. and lays him out. 
uh, in one, you know, the the hilarious one punchline from Justice League, where Batman punches Guy Gardner in the face. Yeah. Um, and this is the same deal where basically I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure as to what Barbara like what the secret was, but like Barbara and Dick are a couple. They're 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 a couple that's you know the the one that's not always together but always together. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of those things that's very constant. And they keep a secret from Dick Grayson uh, between Bruce and Barbara. And basically Dick had had enough. He's like, you know, Barbara says he didn't do it. He's like, that's what he wants you to think. That's what he makes you believe is that this is your choice. But it's not like he's manipulating you just like he did me. Uh, You know, and he's like, you know, Batman's like, it wasn't my place to tell you. And he was like, whatever. And he quits. Batman, he goes to walk away. He goes to walk away. Batman kind of puts his hand on his shoulder and dick turns around and levels him in yeah. one punch takes off the mask takes off the cape and throws it in his face uh and quits and i think it's it's one of the best i love that i love that episode so much uh just to see you know and that that's the that's the origin of nightwing like that's no more robin he broke off on his own and he goes and leaves and i do like that even he he doesn't hold any ill will towards dick or towards tim sure you know like they they kind of have this in the comics, at least, they have like a brother relationship where, you know, they like each other. They're they're very close. Mm-hmm. You know, he Dick will always be the first Robin, and uh, it's interesting that there's never any mention of Jason. They don't. You mean in these in the animated episodes? I mean, in the movies there are, but sure. in the animated series, there's no talk of it. Goes from Dick to Jason, or from Dick to Tim. I mean, it. it's <laughs> it's a complicated story. It is. It I is. can see how they didn't want to get into that because, I mean, is is as complex and as you know. I don't want to say adult because they're they're not they're not anything that kids can't watch, but as sophisticated. A, 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 a killing joke episode. Yeah, did not work exactly. It's sophisticated. No, I'm sorry, not killing joke, but death in the family. Death in the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, which will be an animated movie. Uh, soon. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it, it just this series wasn't getting into that. People, Joker. No. As much as Joker gave people smiles and stuff, usually there was a, a an anti-vaccine or whatever. It they didn't they didn't just straight up murder people in this no, show. That's they did not. that's the thing. The crimes were goofy. Joker. I mean, in one of the episodes, Joker makes all the fish have smiles that look like his face, and then he goes to a copyright yeah, right, right. office and tries to sue everyone for eating fish or using fish in their products because the fish look like him like those were the plot lines and the show was definitely not as goofy as batman 66 but it still pulled in fun goofy elements it had that vibe yeah exactly it's a it's a dark and more serious but joker would always be silly and joker isn't just murdering people straight up so that's why we don't get a jason todd robin probably for uh, the best. but no that is just a great episode That's so that great episode, yeah. that one uh was what i really meant to put down even though i do love the <laughs> other one but yeah it's, it's interesting. i think robin's reckoning is a better episode yeah but i really enjoy a good batman punch to the face no doubt absolutely all right so this one is because of nostalgia and because of my love for batman 66 i okay. think you'll probably know oh, what wait. episode i'm gonna pick now is it the new batman adventures episode two season six you are really on top of things with your uh, numbers. I didn't yeah. actually uh, categorize them all uh, during the middle of the podcast. Yeah, but, uh, that's a problem. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't think it is because I think there's maybe another one. But you tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, another one of my favorites of all time, Beware the Grey Ghost. Oh, no, that's on my list. 
Okay. That's season one, episode 32. There you go. Yeah, I was pretty sure it was in the, the original yeah. series. So this episode is so, so great yep. because they give Bruce Wayne yep. a hero that he watched and grew up with as a kid. They give Bruce Wayne a superhero who is inspiration for Batman. Yep. And it is... Uh, the character is called the Gray Ghost, and he had yep. merchandise, and he had a TV show, right. and a radio show, and I don't all this stuff. He had a stuff. TV show as much as was it radio, Cere- or was it was it? I thought was it was it, serials. Well, he had him on the the comic. The uh, store owner I thought had him on tape. I thought oh, it was maybe a video. you're right. Okay, so I'm pretty sure it was TV because okay, you right. see clips from it. Like yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. So the Gray Ghost had this TV series, and he was pop. Oh, there's deer in my backyard trying to hump each other. Okay, oh, go get him, oh. buddy. Jeez. Yeah. I didn't expect that kind of It's cuffing season. <laughs> There's four deer in oh my, my backyard. Oh, my God. It's an orgy. <laughs> Why did they're not all? But oh, I just oh. saw one jump on the other one's back. Anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little distracting. But, <laughs> but so the Grey Ghost had this series, and Bruce watched him as a kid. And yeah. so at the end of the episode, we find out he was an inspiration for Batman. But there's clearly things you can pick up on that are similar. And he had, a, a like, a fedora on, and he had goggles, and he had yep. a trench coat. And, trench anyway, coat, yeah. so... But the thing that's so great and so perfect mm-hmm. about this is they get him to be voiced by none other than Adam West. Yeah. So the, great. the fact that they pulled in Adam West to do a voice on the animated series. Is this but, his first voiceover work? I I really feel like it is. I don't it remember him. Right? I mean, obviously, he was the, the mayor of, of Quahog. But, yeah, but I don't remember. Uh, uh, I don't remember Adam West ever showing up as nope. voices in anything. Nope. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's 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 a really great show and a really great episode, and it has this mystery element to it because meanwhile there's like these 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 little bombings around town, yeah, yeah. and so Batman they're is using trying, they're using like gadgets from the Grey Ghost TV yes, show, yes, right? they're using yeah. plot lines from the episode. So Bruce Wayne, or you know, Batman as Bruce Wayne remembers, he recalls from he was a kid, and he would recall each episode of the Grey Ghost. So he starts putting the puzzle pieces together and says every one of these crimes is a plot line, and yeah. so he goes through and he goes and, and he talks to the gray ghost the actor i can't remember what the character in the show that played him is but uh whoever adam west is voicing uh he goes and talks to him and tries to find uh, old episodes and memorabilia and anyway he goes down the whole rabbit hole another great display of bruce wayne's detective work as batman yep. Uh, yep. and he and he solves he solves the uh mystery so i really love it because of of the plot and everything and it gets those bonus points for bringing in adam west that, that's um, a good that was a good call so cool that they decided to do that and yeah it's it's really heartwarming and touching too because bruce wayne and this actor character they connect on this level where you know Bruce Wayne's a fan. He's like a yeah. fanboy oh, of yeah. the Grey Ghost, and so he ends up saying how much he inspired him. And uh, yeah, it's just a really neat episode. It's a very good one. Um, so I was thinking outside the box a little bit. There, okay, I, there's a couple episodes. I'm, I may save those to the end, just as like honorable mentions. Sure. But one of the ones that I was thinking of is also from the new Batman Adventures season 2 episode 6 previously mentioned called Legends <laughs> of the Dark Knight. And that and this, exactly and that is on my list as well. Excellent. Love it. Uh, and this is three different st- ki- there's these kids telling stories about what they think Batman is cuz they've never seen him. Mm-hmm. Just what they think he is. And he, they what the creators do is they take three different Batman. So you've got the Dick Sprang original uh, OG golly chum Batman like with Jerry Robinson Joker, Jerry Robinson, Joker yeah. and all kinds of stuff you've got uh, Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns voiced by Powers Booth 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I can't remember the third one. So I I got confused about that too, and I went back and watched it. I think was there's there only three? I think there's only two. There's three kids, and that's why it gets confusing. And then the third. The, the third is the there's an actual the, villain and real, real bad yeah so yeah. that's there's okay three, that makes sense there's three kids and one of them is talking about uh so what happens is uh someone uh spoilers firefly is setting fires yeah. around town right and so the kids see a newspaper and it says you know whatever fires and one of the kids goes oh batman's gonna get him batman's the best no way he'll get away from him and then these other two kid friends talk about what batman is like right and so the one tells the old 50s one the other one tells like the it, dark knight yeah. one i uh, love the dark it's it's crazy that the dark knight one went on to become a movie oh my god because yeah. it's like when i saw <laughs> the dark knight which i love that's definitely one of the best animated the, the, films. the dark knight returns one uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I saw that, I'm like, this seems familiar. Like the animation, like everything. Right, like, right, right. Like right. they captured in this little 10 minute segment so well the the Dark Knight Returns artwork yes. and the the tone and of it the and voice, everything. the Powers Booth voice for that. Oh, Batman it's good. Is spot on. It's really good. So yeah. So yeah, and then and then after um, after they tell their two stories, they end up leaving the house and they're walking down the street. And who's there? The but, real uh, Batman. No, well, not quite yet, but do you remember who they run out to into on the street? No. Their friend Joel? Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and he's very affluent. Uh, not affluent, no. but feminine. Uh, if, yes. So yes. so so their their friend Joel That's right. Is, I forgot all about he's, that. He's yeah. wrapping himself in a pink boa. It's I yeah. mean like you would start describing a Batman and you're just like, "Oh, that's you can, you cannot get away okay. with this these <laughs> oh, days. Absolutely not. But no, but no, the no. fact is, what he's doing is they're making fun of Joel, uh, Schumacher, Joel, Batman. Joel Schumacher Batman, and he's like, "I love Batman and his rubber and his uh, yeah, whatever." Right, right. And and they and then they just walk past him, and they're like, "Yeah, whatever, okay. Joel." <laughs> really funny little I jab at that. Joel yeah, Schumacher. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> but then they end up at the uh, theater, or whatever, and and Firefly's there, and Batman saves the day, and there it is yeah but that's, that's that's a good one what a great i see i love that when that is kind of that outside the box you don't expect people to be telling stories and to show their versions of you know their recollections or what they think you know this character's like and so to get those other styles those other artworks uh i i just think right. there's something so fascinating and they nailed it like, very much so that that old 50s one is so funny it's that, it's that so funny with that jerry robinson joker and the way he talks is like a scooby-doo villain it joker. is like, it's, it, well he sounds like cesar romero right but so yeah. like but so like in the uh scooby-doo meets batman and robin yes yes yes, yes. the old cartoon that joker talked like that you know it was yes. that kind of that that oh ho, 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 ho. Yeah. yeah it's so very good. very over the top joker yeah i love it so what a great choice it's definitely on my list um and so since you mentioned that one i think i'll take you know i'll scratch that off mine and i have to mention almost got him yeah that's on mine ah scratch it off <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see i told you season we season one episode 35 oh thank you thank you I, I knew that but i was yep. didn't have time to say it so that episode is great because you get uh, Joker and uh, Killer Croc and Poison Ivy and I think is it Two Face? Yeah, there? you get the whole you get the Penguin. Whole, yeah, yeah. Uh, you get all the supervillains. You know, Batman's Rogue Gallery, and they're all sitting around this poker table talking about how they almost killed Batman. You know, they're like, I, I, I. I almost killed him. No, I got closer to killing him. Right, they all, right, right, they all right. tell their stories, and it's just really cool to see because, again, you don't usually see Batman in these situations, right? Like Batman, there's only 22 minutes in these episodes, and Batman, you know, he can stumble a little bit here and there, but he's never 
like in the old 66 series, he's never tied up next to a no. saw blade about to die. Like correct, he's correct. never, they never get him that close. But in these clips, they all have these recollections of when they seriously almost killed him. Almost like, got him. and, uh, so it's really fun. Uh, and you get that, the killer croc story kills me every time. Do yeah. You, right, do you remember right, right. croc story? Quote unquote? Like, he's like, I almost bit him. No, he goes, he goes, I had a really big rock. Oh, yeah, right, and, right. And they all look at him for like 10 <laughs> seconds, and he's like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> he's, like, so, that's it? he's so stupid, and, uh, and it's funny, especially finding out what happens uh, with that character later on. But it's just a really great, because they tell these elaborate stories, and it's just this gag where he has this, the dumbest story, and, yes. and there's nothing to it. But go watch that one if you haven't, and even if if you have, it's still great. No, it's but uh, you get to see Batman in these situations that he doesn't usually end up in, and you find out how he gets foiled in each of them, or how right. the bad guys get foiled. And uh, yeah, just a different take on that whole thing, and then I really like the end, how it ends up. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, and then I guess for the, my final one, well, let's, I'll do my honorable mentions first, sure. and then I'll do my last one. Uh, so these actually aren't Batman episodes. Okay. These are three episodes uh, from Superman the Animated Series. No, wait the a first, minute. Ah, just wait a second. Okay. So Superman the Animated Series, season two, episodes 16 through 18, titled World's Finest. Okay. And it's oh, the okay. first time that the anima- both animated series crossed over. Uh, this is the new look for Batman. Mm-hmm. This is the so it's Joker and Lex Luthor team up and they go after Batman and Superman. It's a I mean it's basically a movie. You get an hour hour and a half movie, uh, and it's perfection. It's is really it, good. Is it Wonder Woman too? Nope, it's just the oh, two. Oh, it's, it's just the Batman. two. Okay, yeah, Wonder Justice League wasn't a thing yet. Gotcha. So it's just Batman and Superman uh, teaming up for the first time, uh, and it's what BBS should have been. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Joker and ba- Lex Luthor teaming up together, but like the the banter and how they don't really like each other, but there's a mutual respect between the two. Um, so yeah, that's and then my other honorable mention is su- also Superman, the animated series season three, episode two entitled nighttime hmm. uh, with a K. Oh, so okay. Batman has gone missing. Uh, Tim Drake goes to Metropolis and finds Superman and says, Hey, we need your help. Uh, so bat. So Superman has to be Batman. He dresses up in the in the bat suit and he is going around with Robin as Batman uh, doing Batman things in Gotham. And mm. it's hilarious uh, there's, when he lands on the roof <laughs> when they when they go away. Commissioner Gordon's like, did he look bigger to you? And he's <laughs> like, I don't know. But like there's a whole scene where uh, he's fighting Bane and Bane kind of throws this giant rock on him. And of course, it's Superman, right? So he just picks up the rock. And throws it out of the way, and nobody can figure out like it adds to the mythos of Batman. Right, that's hilarious. This impossible, you know, he, you know, he's this thing that can't be beat. Right, the Mad Hatter's trying to run away, and of course, Superman is using super speed to go from either side and catches him. Mm -hmm. But it's just a good, it's just a fun little uh, Superman episode with Batman in it. Nice. Uh, But for my final pick, Batman the Animated Series season one episodes seventeen and eighteen, Two Face. Ah, uh, that's a great episode, and I didn't put it on my list just because I'm not a huge Two Face guy. But he is my favorite Batman. Villain. Okay, it's an it's an excellent episode, an excellent origin uh, yeah, where you get to go into Harvey Dent and everything. Um, but yeah, great choice. It's a it's a little bit different. They they have uh, changed his origin a little bit. He doesn't get uh, acid thrown in his face. He's on the run. Like he he ends up falling in a, in a there's a there's an explosion, and he's caught in the explosion. And of course, it does what it does to his face. Um, so they changed that a little bit, but 
I think it's it's an amazing two part episode uh, that talks about the the relationship between Bruce and Harvey and how hard how bad like this is one of the villains that Bruce does feel responsible for like he's it was he was his friend Harvey Dent was his friend and you know they I think this is where they get the the rev not the revelation but the idea that they grew up together mm, or okay. they, they at least went to school together or friends at mm. some point before they were you know all hell broke loose between the two. Yeah. So he does hold like Harvey in a different regard than everybody else. And he's always trying to help Harvey. Like that's the he he doesn't really give up on him. He knows he's the villain, but he also knows that there's a good man in there. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah. And they, they obviously they they've used that relationship a lot uh, in the animated scene, not the animated, but the movies. Um, he, he's barely referenced in 89's Batman. I think the deal was that Billy D signed on to do the role because he was going to get to be Two-Face. Yep. And that never happened until Lego Batman. That was Batman 3 was supposed to be Two-Face. Billy D. Williams, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that 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 the, that two-part episode is good stuff. That's so good. That is. And you that, get like one of the one of the probably the best-looking Two-Faces. You know, like it's that, a great design. It's great. With the like white face and blue. It's like a it's like a like a gross oh, gray blue or like whatever, a, yeah. Like yellow it's, eye and yeah. yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's really well done. Nice job. Um I'll go through a couple of my honorable mentions here because, you know, between the two of us I think we definitely uh, went through quite a bit. But uh the Demon's Quest, which is another two part. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, anytime you get Ray Ghoul and and Batman, I think that's a fascinating dynamic. Yeah, uh, especially when you have some ancient person that can't die basically that keeps coming back right, and right, right, keep right. getting younger so i like that you get to understand more about his backstory get to see those two uh on screen um another one uh probably my favorite riddler episode if you're so smart why aren't yeah. you rich yeah yeah uh, that's the one where they go to the the video game the minotaur uh, passage oh, of the minotaur or whatever that, i think that might actually be one of the first robin ones it's possible because yeah, Robin plays a huge part in it. So yeah. Batman and uh, Robin are like, you've got you've got Nigma like being a businessman or something, and they're yeah. trying to figure out like what's his play here. And so he's uh, terrorizing this game company, and he ends up uh, taking their technology or something, and he puts it into this game, this popular game right, called right, right, right. Flight of the Minotaur or whatever. And uh, and Robin, being you know a young kid and he likes games, he's able to figure out what is going on here. And Batman actually gets stuck inside of the game and has to yes. fight against all these virtual things. And Robin is like playing the game, and it's it's just a really interesting episode. And I think as a, a video game fan and a tech lover, uh, when I was a kid, I thought it was just really wild that they That's were playing yeah playing inside a virtual reality game basically yeah um, really good stuff uh and 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 my last honorable mention i think will just be every joker episode i'm a sucker joker, yeah. joker mark camel's joker, joker is, is is perfection it's it is it's iconic it's the you know ultimate just uh, it's my go-to version of the joker um any episode that he's in it's you know the voice acting the writing uh it's second Christmas time with the joker it's so good i mean that's where you get yeah. jingle, jingle bells batman smells actually oh, yeah. in the in the episode i think that's his first appearance yeah yeah his very yeah. first appearance he's uh, on top of a tree in a in a crazy like an insane asylum singing uh-huh. Uh-huh. jingle bells batman smells and he rockets away on the tree <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, but him being my favorite batman villain and the masterful work by mark hamill any episode he showed up in like there are times when i've gone back to watch the series and i'll just go to every joker episode 
Like, I mean, they are my favorites. Anytime he shows up is a good episode. Um, so just honorable mention to all of those and forever, forever our Batman and Joker. Uh, Indeed. Great that they were able to voice them in the video games, the Arkham trilogy. Uh, those two Conroy and Hamill voiced them. And, uh, anytime he, uh, those two show up in a, another project, I'm always happy because it just reminds me of the time where you had the best Batman and Joker ever. And, you know, no one else can quite match that. It's, it's, no, it's, everybody's trying to, no, that's the problem is they're, imitate, they're still, right? Yeah. They're, they've had some really good Batman voice actors, uh, over time, but Kevin Conroy, and I don't think he should do it anymore, honestly. Um, I, I think he's getting a little too old and his voice isn't what it used to be. And some, there's, there's a little something missing. Uh, and maybe it's Andrea Romano, yeah. you know, maybe that's, that's the key is that she's the one that's missing. Um, but like the the guy, the Jason O'Mara sucks. Yeah, I, I'm not. There's a, no I'm there's no f- difference between his Batman and his Bruce. So I like. Uh, is it? Uh, no. Okay. Troy Baker did the Troy Joker. Baker did the Joker on uh, Arkham Origins. Was in Origins, and I can't yeah. remember if he's done in any other animated stuff. But I think Troy Baker does a really, really, really good impression of Mark Hamill's Joker. Like I think he he gets yeah. he gets close, and it's really good. Like if you can't get Mark Hamill, if you can't absolutely cannot. no, get the guy that was Bender. Joe he, Dim- Joe DiMaggio did the voice of the Joker in Batman Under the Red Hood. And it's good. Is it really good? Yeah, it's really okay. good. Okay, I like Troy Baker as a video game act voice actor, and he's amazing. He does so many great voices. Um, yeah. So Troy Baker can basically play anyone. He he can do them all. So I really like him. But um, I I do remember that being good, but I can't hear it in my head for some reason. It's he's a, it's a darker, growl, gravelier, growlier. Okay, joke. But it's very good, and it's I mean he's playing out Bruce Greenwood's Batman, which I think is great. Okay. Is Greenwood the other one that's pretty good? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Bruce Greenwood, the do- the doctor from Doctor Sleep. Yeah. That's yeah. He was Batman in Under the Red Hood. Okay. Yeah. So his Batman is pretty good. I would say if you can't get he's Conroy, got a, he's got he yeah he's got like a gravitas and like uh that not that Ken not that Conroy doesn't but there's just a different feel to his Batman than Conroy's, which I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, so I think those are good runner-ups. Like, if you can't get the other two for whatever reason, price, availability, you know, go to one of those two. But always and forever in my mind, Conroy and Hamill will be Batman and Joker. And anytime I can see them paired up and just watch the two of them. I mean, Joker being a complete nutball, goofball in this series. (laughs) Batman just being, like, perplexed by his craziness and how stupid his stuff is. And, um, you know, anytime that Joker does these dumb jokes. And I I will mention that uh, going back to my very first one that I picked, just a moment that I didn't touch on that was really nice. By the end, when uh, I, I won't spoil the whole thing, but there's a moment at the end where Batman laughs, and you never ever hear that. Like, oh yeah, I don't as, like it. As Batman dressed up in the cow <laughs> with Joker around, Batman yeah. laughs, and I just thought that was a. You really... mean in the Killing Joke? No, in Joker's favor. Oh, the okay. seventh episode okay. ever aired. Something happens where the Joker gets a fast one pulled on him. And Batman starts laughing. And oh, sure, just, sure, sure. You just never see that. It was funny. No, to I don't see. like it. It's like when Keanu Reeves smiles. Like, right? Don't do that. When Keanu Reeves smiles? Yeah. If you see it, like anytime he doesn't smile very often oh. anymore. 
And when he does, I was like, I don't like it. Don't do that. <laughs> so cool. Well, uh, any other closing thoughts on the no, animated series? No, I think, I, I think uh, as much as we love about love Batman, go see the rest of the Tim Bruce Tim Paul Dini stuff. Yeah, like everything they've done, uh, even the animated epi- movies. There's some in there that are with them involved, and they are. Uh, if you know, we talk about how bad the DC movies are. This is a nice alternative. Yeah, um, the stuff they did pre Justice League War, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the rebooted stuff, yeah. is some of the like best stuff that they've ever done, and they've never really come close to that. Yeah, if you're if you're a, let's say you're a Marvel fan or you're just not a fan of the DC movies, if you want to see some of the best versions of these characters like ever created in any medium, it's go watch those. Batman the animated series. You will yeah, not be Batman, disappointed. Batman, Superman, Justice League, all that stuff, like all of it is the best representation of what makes those characters great. Yeah. And so that's like we said before, I think these creatives really need to look to these episodes and what made them great. And hopefully they can pick up on some of those things. Indeed. So great. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed that. And I really, it was hope- a long one. That was yeah, good though. It was, good it was. And I really yeah. hope that we turn some people on to the animated series that maybe have never watched it before. Yeah, hopefully. I, I, I guarantee that. What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, again, we were kids when that was on TV, That's so true, that. we were right in that demographic. But for the kids that that grew up watching it, it's amazing how, as adults, I mean, they still hold up and they they're quality shows. So uh, give them a chance. Don't let the fact that they're cartoons throw you off. It, really, if you like superheroes, you like Batman, give them a chance. Um, maybe even if you don't, this might turn you on to those characters because, again, they're yeah. excellent representations. No, they, re- they really are. So check them out. All right. Well, that will do it for this episode. Uh, Joe, tell everyone where they can find you. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. And this is Kevin. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. Uh, and just, you know, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Again, we appreciate it. And thank you for your continued patronage. Uh, it's always a pleasure uh, being able to do these for you. And uh, we'll look forward to the next one. Indeed. Here's here's hoping. And also, like, let us know. Like, if there, we, I know I said this on the last one, but if there's something you want us to cover, please reach out uh through messenger you know i'm sure you could find a way to get a hold of us and we were more than happy to depending on what yeah, it for, is. yeah for the patrons uh, we're like, cover something for you guys for you patrons will absolutely listen to what you guys want definitely we're, we're always open to suggestions and it may not always work with the plans or whatever but uh please don't feel afraid to reach out and just say hey would you guys ever think of doing this or that and uh you know just just keep asking and we'll definitely take it into consideration so Indeed. All right. Well, thanks again for listening and supporting the show. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. See you. Thanks. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.